Amen. It's a beautiful day. How many of you how many of you prayed for rain? May I see your hand? Just go ahead and let me ask again. How many of you prayed for rain? All right, let me say this to you. I want to ask that one more time. It's gonna rain. It will rain. So here's the deal. If right now, as I ask if you prayed for rain, why don't you just whisper a quick prayer? Because it's going to rain, and that way, for the first time in your life, God answered your prayer, okay? (laughs) You'll know. Now, how many pray for rain? May I see your hand? Oh, may the Lord answer your prayer. Amen. It's wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord. The message is entitled, Choose Deliverance and Freedom. This message is for you. It just uh, came to my heart as I deliver what the Lord said out of an Old Testament prophet's mouth, out of Isaiah, the first chapter. And we understand the power of God's Word. God has something to say to you. God has something in His voice to you today. How shall they hear except a preacher? That's what the Bible says. So the preaching of the Word has something to say. Those of you here in the balcony, God bless you. And down here, let's welcome our online guests. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them out there. We understand um, one of the beauties of uh, God is that his love for us has given us the option to choose. You You got to choose whether or not, at least most of you did, whether you came to church. You got to choose what you wanted to wear today unless she dresses you. You got, to, you got to choose what you're going to have for breakfast unless she chose that. You got to choose, you know, whether or not uh, you get up and go to work in the morning. You get to choose uh, whether you're going to smile or not. In other words, your life's filled with one choice after another every single day. And by the way, while I'm on that, don't ever blame anybody else for your troubles, okay? Just don't ever do that. That, that takes you nowhere the minute you blame somebody else. You know, Lord, it's me standing in the need of prayer. So you give the gift of choice. And God gives you an opportunity to do that. We're not robots. Uh, We just say, all right, God, I I get to choose. Here's the beauty. God says, hey, I'm available. You can choose me if you like. You can choose to be faithful. You can choose to exercise spiritual discipline. You can choose to read the Bible. You can choose to look at your cell phone while the preacher's preaching. You, You get all those choices, all those choices. He will see you, though. You got those choices. So God says, here I am. Choose me. Here I am. Choose me. And if you choose God, this is what Isaiah is going to tell us in this wonderful portion of Scripture today, that his relationship to us is a covenant relationship. He says, whether you choose me or not, I've chosen you. Chosen you to be my people, chosen you to honor me. I created you for a purpose, and it's a covenant relationship. And I used to think, boy, God's just waiting on the button to kick you out of the family. I was raised that way. I was raised, okay, a lot of, you know, I, how many have a type A personality? May I see your hand? You're willing to admit it right now. How many of you know someone with a type A personality? That's right. As a matter of fact, how many of you, uh, if you see a barrier, I'm going to check this out. If you see, if you're running on a highway somewhere and you see all these barriers up and it says, do not enter, do you know what a type A personality thinks? I wonder if that's real. You know, I just wonder because if I if I if I do this detour because that barrier is there, uh, 
and I go miles and miles out of the way, I wonder if in fact that they've got it fixed now and somebody needs to go around the barrier. You ever done that? So when, when I see a barrier, I think, God, um, maybe, just maybe, you're looking for someone to check it out. How many of you just feel like you have to do that from time to time? Just check it out, you know? How many of you would never do that? Just you would not do it. You'd say, it says barrier. I am not going to do it. God bless you. No adventure in your life. But anyway, you're safe. You're safe. Beauty of it is there are a lot of barriers in our life. And God says, hey, I have a covenant relationship with you. So if you can imagine God the Father looking down and says, I want to pour all my stuff on you. I want to pour all my love, all my resources, everything I have, blessing and promises. I want to pour it on you. But he said there are barriers in the way. And barriers that I'm not going to twist your arm. I'm not going to go around them. I'm just, I just, if you just get rid of those barriers... If you just decide to cause them to eradicate out of your life, boy, I'll give you a free flow that is unbelievable. And a lot of people have barriers in their life generally, and a lot of people have barriers as it relates to God and His Holy Spirit. There are some people that carry guilt all the time. Something they may have done years and years ago, they don't believe God has forgiven them yet. How long do you think God's will is for to hang you over the fire because of something you did that he's willing to say, get rid of that barrier, let me bring forgiveness into your life. And so people walk with guilt. People have insecurity. Insecurity they can't overcome. Start as a little child. You know, and you feel like, wow, everybody else, you know, seemed to be important, but I'm really insecure. And others, loneliness. Well, I'm not married now, and I went through a divorce, or something happened to my spouse, and I'm just really, really lonely, or I'm single, and I've never had the chance to wrap my arms around a real human being that's going to love me back, and I'm just as lonely as the day is long. You don't have to be lonely anymore. There's a, surely there's a country song out there about that. You can have a life. You can have your own privilege, your own pleasure, and you can say, wow, and maybe low self-esteem, you know? I mean, I've got you know, low self-esteem, and you can gang up on low self-esteem. How tall do you have to be that low self-esteem is not a part of, part of your life? So what, sir, if you're only five foot six? And you got low self-esteem, and all your friends are at least six foot. Do you know what? <laughs> They, they can't, you do that deal where you put it across and do that underneath, you can do that. They can't. Low self-esteem over that. Well, it just creeps in on me. Well, I was just born that way. You see, what it means is you don't have to have all those situations in your life. And there are other things. The moral failure, deep-seated anger, forfeited dreams, misunderstanding, and unfilled plans. We've all got some of those things that we call stuff that get keep us from really having a free flow of the Holy Spirit. So there are barriers. Give it up. You may, may not be as tall as some. You may not be as thin as some. You may not be as smart as some. You may not be as handsome as, handsome as many of us. You just don't have it. Y'all listening, aren't you? Checking you out. Thank you. But listen, here's one author, Frank Tiger wrote, most barriers to your success are man-made. 
And most often, read it with me, you're the man who made them. Remember I said, you, you can't keep blaming everybody else. What, got in your way? Well, many times it's something that you created, something that you allowed, something that you didn't pay attention to. So here's, here's the first point, and it is so wonderful how God deals with that. It's called get a life. Have, how many of you have ever said that to somebody? Get a life. How many of you said it this way? Get a life. How many said it that way? How many of you said it this way? Why don't you just get a life? How many meant it when you said it? Sure. How many of you know someone that needs to get a life? There you go. Sure. Get a life. Well, what are they saying there? Here it is, Isaiah 1.18. Come now, let us reason together, says what? The Lord. Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. So here's what God, the God of the universe who created you, the one who gave you breath, the one who gives you blessing, the one that looks out for you, the one that goes before you, the one that's behind you, the one that's on either side of you, here's what he says. Hey, come let us reason together. I've got something to say to you. You don't have to say a word. What you have to do is just go ahead and make your mind that you're going to come and sit down at my table. Because I want to reason with you. I want to talk to you. I want to take a look at your life and your barriers. I want to take a look at your insecurities. I want to take a look at your nagging problems. I want to take a look at that. And I promise you, when you leave my table, when we have an opportunity to get together, you're going to feel like a champion. You're going to feel like a champion. Come, let us reason together. I put it this way. He says, come on in here and get a life, okay? But it's not just any life. It is the life. It's the life that I desire to give to you. So he says, I want you to pay attention. I want you to straighten up. I want you to do something proactive. I want you to get out of the pits. And I want you to get ready to do something productive in your life. I want to see you grow spiritually. I want you to practice more disciplines. Come let us get together and let's sit down here and say, don't keep making the same mistakes over and over again. And by the way, give that person over there the benefit of the doubt that hurt your feelings don't get it give them the benefit of the doubt and that person over there that you despise there's something in them that I created that's really good why don't you get a life and pay attention to that and let me work through it but in this book in Isaiah 1 God is called the people of God that's the multiplied millions of Israelites and he says hey come less reason together now, why did he say that? Here's what he meant in verse number 3, Isaiah 1. He said, uh, God says, uh, I've noticed here that you've turned against me. I've noticed that no matter what I do for you, you just act like you don't care. Sometimes you're ready to sign up and run the race, and other times you say, I'm done with the church, and done with Christianity, done with God. Oh, you don't ever come right out and say it, but I know what you're thinking. So you've done that, but come on in and let's reason together. And he says, hey, some, you can't walk straight for the guilt. Why don't you just go ahead and confess that sin? And oh, by the way, if you've confessed that sin, that sin is covered in the blood, and I have forgotten it, so why are you still feeling guilty over it? He says, come let us reason together. He said, must you rebel forever? You take pride in being a rebel? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You've got a tattoo on your arm. I ain't nothing but a rebel. 
Elvis Presley had one that said, I ain't nothing but a hound dog. <laughs> Just kidding. All of those things in your life. You're, you're faint and you're weak and you're covered with whelps because you beat your own self up. Come on in here and let's reason together. You look at your life and you say, here's where I'm at now. It's not where I thought I would be when I graduated college or graduated high school. Look at my life now. You know what he says? Come on, let's reason together. Because what I see in you is far beyond what you're living out right now. You just stay true to me. He said, your home is in shambles? Come let us reason together. There's no progress in your family whatsoever, consistency in relationships. Come let us reason together. And everything you do spiritually is a fraud because it's not in your heart. It's not sincere. You've got, you've got the facade. It's like a whited sepulcher. You look great on the outside, but on the inside... If the person that you're related to was not with you, you wouldn't be motivated at all to even go to church. I know who you are, but you. See, here's one thing we must not forget. We're not going to stand before God as a couple and as a church. We're going to stand before God one on one. Just you and God. In other words, there are many barriers in your life. And he says, let's reason together and let's take one step forward by listening to the message today, accepting God's invitation to come and say, now just listen. Just pay, pay attention and let's see what happens. Maurice Matrelink wrote, here it is, at every crossing on the road that leads to the future, each progressive spirit is opposed by a thousand appointed to guard the past. You know what he just said spiritually, business, relationally? He said, you take one step forward in the positive. You take one step forward in fulfilling the dream. One step forward in moving ahead. One step forward in getting a life. And he said, there'll be a thousand lies and imps right out of hell that will do everything they can to stop you from taking the second step. Saints never afraid of you taking the first step, but it's the second step and the third step, and he'll always get in your way. But today, have you ever have you ever heard that that the 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 creator of the universe is giving you an invitation to say, sit down, because I have the answer. Amen. Amen. I have the answer. Amazing to me. So let's say get a life out loud again on three. One, two, three. There you are. Come into my presence. There's a solution. I will listen. I will give you wisdom. I'll give you resources. And I will take the barriers of your life one at a time. It's amazing the message version of Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 kind of tells us about how many people feel. Here it is. It says, are you tired, um, worn out? Burnout on religion. This is not something I'm trying to sell you. Immediately a light comes on. Oh, and just for four equal payments, four times, 1999, you can have this right here. This right here is free. So let me start over. Are you tired, worn out, burnout on religion? Come to me. He says, get away with me and you'll recover your life and I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Free. Because you know that you and your God, you're on the same page. 
being obedient to him. And he says, let's talk about that. So here's the other. It's um, let, let the phone ring. And here's the text, Isaiah 118. It says, though your sins are like scarlet. I'll tell you about scarlet in a moment. They shall be as white as snow, and though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. How many of you have a problem not picking up a phone when it rings? How many of you say, when it rings, I have to pick it up? How many of you say, it can ring all day long, and I'm not going to pick it up? A smarty here. <laughs> I know who thou art. I'm going to speak in Jesus' language. Yea, I say unto thee, I know who thou art. But it rings. I can't talk now. <laughs> I know. I know Sheriff Judd, but I just can't talk now. Okay, yeah. Right. How many of you believe that was planned? You'd be right. I had a person call me uh, Friday night, 9 o'clock, 9.30. I picked the phone up. It was on the house phone. And they said, hello, my name is so-and-so. I said, uh, excuse me, uh, did I call you? Oh, no, you did not call. Then I don't need to talk to you. Thank you so much. Hung the phone up. They called me last, last night. Same number. Same number. Things around the house was a little boring. About 10 o'clock. I picked the phone up. My name is so-and-so. Same person, I do believe. I said, amazing. Did I call you? No, you did not call me. But so I said, then, sorry, I don't need to talk to you. And I hung up. You know, the point is, wouldn't you like to be able to say, what? I don't know about you, but I'd like to say, you know what? When I get home, I, I don't mind people calling. But don't call to try to sell me something that I haven't asked you to call to try to sell me. Amen? I'd, I'd like to just, I don't often get to sit in my chair, my part-time chair. Sit in my chair and get to do what I want to do. Somebody calls you, just want to say, just don't, don't bother me, you know. Leave me alone. Did I call you? No, I sure didn't. Thank you so very, very much. So the message in this one is let the phone ring. In other words, God says, hey, I have, I have a communication that I'd like to give to you. And it's through the preaching of the word, come let us reason together. Okay, the phone rings and rings and rings because you don't get the message. You don't answer it. You're not interested. It's for somebody else. God calls again. 
I had a unique story that took place after the first service. We have some very dear friends who worship here every single week who are really good friends with Lou Holtz. How many know Lou Holtz? Well, Lou Holtz and his family just said, I think, uh, just celebrated a great anniversary. And, and the phone rang, and Lou, and this was told after the illustration of the first service, uh, Lou didn't answer the phone. And uh, uh, thought, I don't want to answer the phone. I'm just celebrating here, et cetera, et cetera. And a few minutes later, the phone rang again. He thought, oh, well. So he answered it again. And this time when he did answer, Lou, this President Trump, I just wanted to call and wish you guys a happy anniversary. He said, I couldn't believe it. I would have missed that call. I thought, isn't that amazing? Some calls ought to be important enough, you would think, you might want to answer especially when it's from eternity. I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about God, okay? <laughs> Don't you misquote me on that one. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and here's what he says. If you just get in the room with me, just walk into the arena, he said, I will, I'll take your sins, though they are like scarlet, and I will erase them. I'll take your barrier and I will deal with it for you. Now, scarlet was something that wasn't easy to come by. It wasn't something that scarlet, when you took a cloth and, and you dyed it, it would take weeks in the dye, the scarlet color. And all that they had to use, the plants, et cetera, the fruit to make that cloth red, just blast you away. But red like scarlet, and it was a glaring sight. Scarlet, oh, that's scarlet. That's why that he uses out of Isaiah, though your sins be like scarlet. They're as glaring as can be. And scarlet is not something, once you dye a cloth scarlet, my friend, the sun would not just beat that color down. And washing it over and over again would not cause that color to fade. It was there. That's why he says, though your sins be as scarlet, though your barriers be as scarlet, though your problem, though your insecurity, though your guilt, though your, your intellectual uh, difficulties, all of that is scarlet and glaring and it's there and you know it. And you're walking under the burden of that situation. And you got something that's bugging you to death. Though it be as scarlet, he says, listen, uh, I can make it white as snow. Amen. Just white as snow. He says, come to me. It makes no difference how large the challenge. Makes no difference how troubling. Makes no difference how that family member has been running, 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 running away from God. Makes no difference how tall the financial challenge. Makes no great how much guilt you carry. Makes no difference how many times you've fallen off the wagon. Makes no difference about the insecurity. It doesn't matter. All you have to do is come to me and I, the creator of the universe, will take whatever that is and I'll make you whole. I'll give you forgiveness. I'll give you purpose. I'll give you a miracle. I will give you an understanding. But you have to choose whether or not you'll let me break the barriers. Makes sense? I thought it did. Number three, no shortage here. How many of you like, how many of you like family uh, reunions? Hello? 
Okay? Now, y'all not helping me too much. You, you're kind of lax on your hand raising. And I see you up there in the balcony. Y'all need to get busy, okay? How many of you, the most important thing that you do when you go to the family reunion, how many will say the very reason I go to my family reunions is because of my family? How many of you go? Strike the family because y'all don't care about them. I just found out. How many of you go because you know some of Aunt Susie's fried chicken is going to be there? And you know there's going to be some home mashed potatoes and some gravy. And you know there's going to be biscuits. And you know there's going to be cream-style corn. And you know there's going to be bean casserole. There's going to be squash casserole. There's going to be beef brisket there. There's going to be barbecue ribs there. There's going to be steak there. Somebody said, not my family. Get over that one. Well, how many of you know, and some, have you ever noticed that there's never a plate big enough when you go to a family reunion? You know how I know that? I go to family reunions and they stack it up that high as if the rapture is going to take place before they get it eaten. How many go for the food? More than the family. This is what he says. I don't want you to miss this. Took a while for some of you to figure this out. When God calls you and says, let's reason together over any issue in your life, and particularly an area that may have been a barrier, Here's what he says. When you come and sit down, I will take the barrier. I'll take the bridge that's missing. I'll take the guilt. I'll take the fear. And I'll lay my hand. And I'll take that thing that was so glaring and so big that you couldn't get away from it. And I'll make it white as snow. And when I do, there will be no shortage of the abundance of my liberty and my blessing in your life. You Amen. will be a blessed person. Amen? You will be. That's what he says. He says, no shortage here. If you're willing to be obedient, you will eat the best of the land. An absolute resolution that's there. No barrier is found. He says, if you're willing to follow me and become submissive, there'll be no lack of resource. All the guilt, all the worry, all the worry, something you've been worried about and taking your little Christian patoot and walking around and then just plaguing you right here. You know what? He says, come on, sit down with me and let me help you with that worry and get rid of the insecurity, all of that. Come, let's reason together and let me help you get a life that's filled with deliverance and freedom and anointing. Amen? So what giant, what barrier, what is it that's there that God needs to be allowed to just touch you? You know, a kid seems to always be better when they get hurt. And a lot of times they run to mama. And old mama could put her arms around that baby. Hold them close and whisper in their ear, it's going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And after a while, somebody says something funny. And the same eyes that still welled up with tears begin to smile. 
because of the touch of the one who can heal. May I tell you, we are not a bunch of individuals that are insecure, not a bunch of people. As I often say, we're all dysfunctional. And that is true. But I'm going to tell you something. God takes our dysfunction and he turns it into something beautiful. If we just listen to what he has to say. Would you put your hands together and let's give the Lord a clap offering. Would you stand? Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for the power of your word. We thank you for the message. You want us to all be healed and whole. You want us all to have a special touch of your divine anointing. We know that when he talked to those people out of Isaiah 1 that they listened for a little while. And oh, they made amends and they really walked freely and deliberately in you. But it wasn't long They fell right back in the same old way. And the reason they they fell back in the same old way, you don't want us to just come let us reason together one time. You want us to stay in the atmosphere where you can speak to us, that you can heal us, that you can guide us. And Lord, when someone says, well, are you going to church today? Well, we know that that's a priority of our lives, and we don't let the devil lie to us and shortchange the value of what it means to hear God's Word and what it means to worship together. And in this room right now and online are people who need a divine touch. They need a barrier that's broken. They need to once again be reminded of the fact that you are the God who is able to give them the liberty to feel victory in their heart in every single area. Let it be so. And just in case you might be here and your heart is dirty and nasty because of sin and you just need forgiveness and maybe you haven't made all the right decisions that align with, with who you say you are as a Christian. But right now, a perfect alignment is going to take place. You're going to put that under the blood of Jesus. So let's repeat this prayer together, shall we? Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Cleanse me from all my sin. I believe by faith you have forgiven me. So Father God, I give you my heart. I need your touch today. I humble myself. I am listening and I am coming to your table and I will believe that what you said will come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever your need is, whatever touch you need, whatever barrier you'd like to just bring to the altar, it's your decision. Remember, it's a free choice that God's given you. But he says, hey, I'm here. If you need something, bring it on down. So as we sing this song, you determine what you're going to do in the Holy Spirit. And you just never know that the minute you take a step toward this altar, God may, just like that, take that situation and turn it around. Let's sing as you come. Would you do that?